putting yourself out there and asking people to meet with you and being honest and being vulnerable, being yourself and not trying to like fit a mold and be part of a clique. Yeah. I think that's the first step for me. Welcome back to the Cypress Room. We're so glad you're here. I'm Maggie. And I'm Christina. And here on the Cypress Room, we dive deep into influencing with integrity. And I am super excited excited about today's episode um, because we're going to be talking about community. Yes. Today, we're going to talk about building community, not only in your personal life, but building community online. Yeah. And that's, you know, what we're doing here. One of our huge goals of the Cypress Room is to create community and know you guys and talk about like the things that go on in business, but also talk about the things that go on in life. And I wanted to start today off. We got the sweetest comment um, from from a viewer. And I got a we have a viewer. We have a viewer. (laughs) Thank you to Sherry for watching our entire, you know, first podcast. This came from the very first podcast. And this comment just like stuck out to me when we were talking about Oh, we want to talk about community today. Yes. Um, because I think we're still figuring out what this community is. Yes. Yeah. Like we have, we want to talk about business. We want to talk about content creation because that's what we do together, but we're also friends and we also have community outside of working together. We have community with our families. Um, we have another friend that we are very close with and we're going to talk about all of that, but I wanted to start with Sherry's comment because Sherry is not a content creator. I love that. And she wrote... I enjoyed this episode and I'm looking forward to hearing more. I'm not a content creator and don't aspire to be, um, but she feels part of this community and she really loved the episode so much that she wanted to comment. So Sherry, if you're watching this episode, we're so grateful to you and we're so grateful to your comment and it, and it's going to inspire a lot of this episode today because we want to talk about beyond business, like how community and friendship can really enrich your life and just bring it to all different levels. Yeah, I love this. This is so fun. And I love also that she isn't a content creator because I think even though that is what we do, I I want this community to even go beyond that. So for sure, that's exciting that it's already happening. Yeah, it is exciting. So I think the way that we got started and the reason that we're here today is because we started off friends. So it was actually my husband's suggestion. He was like, you guys really need to tell the origin story of how you guys became friends. We shared our origin story in the first episode of how we went from marketplace Mm -hmm. to motherhood to business owners now. Yeah. But we kind of just like skipped over how, and I just feel like I've known you forever now, like my whole life. Like I can't even picture a time when I didn't know you. So I think we were going to share our origin story. Yeah. And I might be different. We I was going to say, I'm excited to this. see if you remember it the same way that I remember it. I, I kind of want you to go first. Are you okay with that? Yeah. But I think it's important to mention too, like after we graduated from college, both of us moved away mm-hmm. um, out of state from where our families and where we grew up. And we each happened to move a couple different places. So it was like, we were immediately thrown in after college to this, like, I I need to make new friends. I need to build community. I had no friends. Yeah. And (laughs) for me, I moved, Tennessee was our seventh move between college and yeah, well, in Tennessee. So between 
2003 and 2017. Can you name, because I know, but can you name all the places that you've lived? Yes. I After college, I moved to Kansas City. Okay. And then after Kansas City, I moved to the Detroit area of Michigan. And after Detroit, I moved to the Memphis area. And then from Memphis, I moved up to the Minneapolis area. And then from Minneapolis, we moved back to Detroit. Ooh, I was wrong. So that's six times. And okay. then from... Because you weren't counting Detroit, Detroit twice. I, yeah, I counted it too many times. <laughs> okay. And then from Detroit, we moved here to the Nashville area. So I got a lot of practice of building community in different places. And I was not great at it at first in the beginning. It was really tough for me. And I think that goes beyond just where I was emotionally and spiritually mm-hmm. at the time and mm-hmm. how I've matured. But so I met Christina in Minneapolis, uh, what, 13 or 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we met through church. So we both went to a local church and actually I met you in like the new members class. Yeah. Do you remember that? I do remember meeting you. And I, she was sitting in front of me and I, the mindset I was in when I was moving to different places is like scoping out who looks like they could be my friend. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds silly, but it is, we've said this in other episodes, but Making new friends is like dating. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of look for people that are in the same places as you who look maybe around your age and friendly. And the nice thing about Minneapolis area was that there were a lot of transplants. And I think I thought in that new member class, like, oh, these people are new here too. So who could I be friends with? And I don't even remember how we got ended up introducing ourselves i feel like at the end of one of the classes we just started talking and i feel like mike wasn't there he was not there he was, he was traveling. probably traveling and i feel like i was by myself you and were i think you know at that point i was pregnant i was probably like newly pregnant newly pregnant I but like. i feel like showing yeah because it was in like the fall of the year okay that year before jackson yeah and jackson was born in march so who knows how many months i was pregnant but i was definitely pregnant feeling pregnant looking pregnant and i think at that point when i met you like we had been in minnesota for several years and we had kind of gone through (laughs) the ebbs and flows of different friends and we still just like had not found our people Mm -hmm. but we had you know we were we had community at church and we were going to like a small group and knew young couples our age but we just hadn't really like super connected with anybody. And I think at that point we decided to start our family. And so then I was just like focused on that. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm just like not going to have friends and I'm just going to focus on like, I'm having this baby and my whole life is going to change anyways. So I probably wasn't in the same place as you, like really searching for friends. I had kind of given up on the dream. I think of just having like close friendships again, like I had with people in college. Um, So I feel like that's where, where I was at, but I definitely remember meeting you. Yes. And I remember thinking, Oh man, she's pregnant. Maybe that counts her out. Like maybe we won't be friends. Well, (laughs) what I think is really interesting is that you met me when I was pregnant. So you didn't even really get a glimpse of like fun, Christina. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't know if I'd say that. <laughs> and and I will tell you when Maggie met me, like she met me as Chrissy. Like, yeah, if you don't know that, if you, <laughs> you probably don't know that, but Chrissy is what I went by from birth until probably I was 22. And I had an HR manager pull me aside one day and I thought I was getting in trouble. 
And he pulled me into a office, into a, like a meeting room and said, can I tell you something? I was like, sure. I thought I was like going to get fired or reprimanded. And he was like, Chrissy is very college. I think that, you know, you should start considering going by a different name. <laughs> and I was so, like, had so, like, was so spineless back then that I was like, okay, whatever you say. And at that point I changed my name to Christina Cooper. Oh. Yeah. And, and I, I started introducing myself as Christina. So oh, I remember. And now I can seamlessly go between Christy and Christina. That's nice. Depending like on the audience. You can tell how long someone knows me or when they met me in my life, depending on what they call me. Yeah. But yeah. But so, okay, we met that fall and we just kind of saw each other at that class. But then the next semester, like in January, her and her husband and me and my husband all joined a small group for young married couples. Yes, but like, I feel like Mike was never there. I think he was maybe there once or twice. (laughs) So it was just me, the pregnant, the lonely pregnant woman. Finally, we met her husband, Mike. And he has such a good time. He's probably what sealed the deal. (laughs) I, you know, I don't remember, but it was finally like, oh, she really does have a husband. Okay, let's go out. And we went out. It was during March Madness. We went out to a sports bar. Yeah. And, and I vividly I, remember and it. It was like our first date. She and we ate really spicy wings. And it was toward the end of her pregnancy and ended up going to labor a day and a half later. Yeah. After the first time. I know. So out. we had like such a great. I mean, we stayed there for both games. Yeah, we did. Or multiple games and stayed there for a long time. And it was like one of those nights that. What like I think me and Mike both went home. We're like, wow, we really like them. Oh my gosh, they're so much fun. Yeah, but then I had a baby, and I feel you did like have a baby. We didn't hang out a lot after I had a baby. Well, okay, let's. Oh wait, back we up. forgot the most important part. We ended up figuring out we were neighbors. Yes, we could walk to each other's house, and actually, we both like moved into that neighborhood around the same time, and we actually looked at their house. Like there were yeah. three. We both owned townhomes in this neighborhood and we looked at their house and but we ended up buying a different one and we were like we know exactly what house we looked at that one that's a great house so we essentially lived with houses backing up to each other for two years Mm -hmm. before we before we met each other actually met in person which is really funny which is funny and because and when we like later in life when we we came really close we were like man God, we could have had like a whole nother year together. Why did you like wait that long to introduce us? How come we never ran into each other? We could have been having so much fun, but you know, timing is everything. And for some reason that was our timing. Yeah. And then I I still think after you had a baby, we would just walk over and and hang out at your house Yeah, that way. And I think you guys came over, we played rock band a lot. That was back in the rock band days. That was fun. Yeah. Because we would, we were one of the first people in our friend group to have a baby and we would just take him everywhere like if somebody was having a party we would bring the pack and play and we would put him to bed in just someone else's house and he was angelic perfect baby i mean honestly before you had jackson i was like i don't know if i could ever do kids and then she had her first and i was like man that doesn't look so bad i know but it was like all (laughs) the sham right because i didn't realize how easy he was And people are, and then all my friends started having babies. I'm like, what do you mean? It's easy. They're like, no, this is really hard. And then I had my second baby and then I understood. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cause my first one, he was just like a little angel and he's still, he's still kind of an angel today. He's a good kid. He is. Yeah. Um, but so then we, how long were we in Minnesota together? What? Like two, two and a half years, two and a half years before her husband got transferred to Indiana 
And then I stayed in Minnesota for another year until my husband got transferred. So we each moved twice before we came back here to Tennessee together. Mm -hmm. So our friendship was really solidified over Voxer, Mm -hmm. over trip like occasional trips occasional trips we'd come visit you you'd come visit us mm-hmm. but really i feel like the communication over voxer and we would also do read books occasionally together mm-hmm. um i don't know i don't even know how we do it did it looking know, back because we were we t- in the weeds of yeah. young kids and babies um but we managed somehow to make space for it still, which I think is important. Yeah. And I think when you do those like trips with people, because we did like, you know, long trips with each other. Yeah. Our families did vacation and our families together. Did vacation and- together. And I think, I think that is a piece of it too, is that our husbands are friends and our yes. husbands get along and the four of us get along together. So like we can do our friendship and we can do like couples and mm-hmm. we can do family community. Those are very special people to find because yes. I know some people it's a little bit more compartmentalized, Yeah, but it's like, we know, I think that's kind of what fast forwarded our friendship is the multiple points of connection. And the fact that we had mutual friends like at church too. And we would do like group gatherings. We would do small groups with that. And if you guys don't know what a small group is, it's just, you kind of get a little, a bunch of people together, yeah. probably like 10 couples together and we would just, you know, get to know each other on an intimate basis as a part and supposed to be like in a really big church where you don't know everybody. Yeah. It just made church like smaller people like in the same season of life as you too. So like all those different touch points that we have had, I feel like made us closer too. and then yeah. spending that time like we always talk about here going deep. I know you're probably sick of <laughs> sick of hearing me say that. But when you do those long trips with people you're eating with them, you're cooking together, you're cleaning up the mess together, you're packing up the beach supplies and walking down like you're a team, you're in the trenches together, you're handling conflict together, (laughs) you're seeing the best of people, you're seeing the people right when they get up in the morning, you're seeing the worst of people. And it's again, it's that piece of like that vulnerability and that authenticity, I think that can fast forward relationships as well. And I feel like that's how we built such a close bond, not living in the same city. Right. Yeah. Well, not only that, we were very intentional. Like we were growing in our faith journey together too, which I think is a big part of that because we learned a lot over those years mm-hmm. and did a lot of like just inner work on ourselves yeah. kind of alongside each other too and experienced hard times and good times and everything in between. And we were willing to share, like, I think the heart of finding connection with people is being able to say, like, I don't know it all. I need help. Like, where, where am I going wrong here? Like having kind of that touch point of a person who can be willing to speak into your life and you have to be willing to be spoken into. Yes. That is like exactly what was going through my mind now, because I think the thing that has made our friendship deep is that we do challenge each other. We do like a lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. In fact, we bonded over our love for the new kids on the block and we and ended Fiona up Apple. and Fiona <laughs> Apple. And we went to a new kids on the block <laughs> concert when they first started touring again. Um, So those things made it easy for us to have a friendship. But I think the depth of our friendship has come out of being able to challenge each other. Like Mm -hmm. when I say something and you're like, 
if I'm just sitting there complaining about my husband and you're like, Christina, like sometimes friends can be like, Oh yeah. Like he shouldn't be doing that. Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, well, you know, you need to honor him in this area or whatever. And you need, you know, just challenging. Like, I can't yeah. really think, can you think of an example, but just not saying, just going along with everything that your friend says, be like, Oh, wait a second. I don't know if I agree with that, but in a loving way. Yes. <laughs> because the one story that we always talk about is, uh, we were in a women's Bible study together in Minnesota and it was a group, I, I think I was like co-leading it, but there was a conversation happening in the group where everyone was agreeing on how they felt about a certain topic. And I was the one who said, well, guys, I don't really feel that way. Yeah. And this is something that's really helped me grow and learn and deepen my faith. And I just remember... <laughs> That felt really vulnerable in mm -hmm. that moment. But I remember afterwards, you were like, wow, really? Like, and you were willing to explore that. And talk to you about it. And, and say, tell me, me more about it. And, and learn yeah. and be open. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that was, that was in more the beginning of our friendship yeah. too. But um, that's just one example I can think of where I said yeah. something that was maybe opposite of what you thought at that time, but you were willing to be like, Oh wait, tell me more. Like if right. that has helped you, like maybe it could help me too. So, and I mean, I can see different areas where I've used that in our friendship too, because when we lived apart, we would send each other podcasts and different things. And I remember you like sending me a few podcasts and I'm like, I don't know. I feel like this is out there, <laughs> but because I, we had built that trust with each other and because I had seen breakthrough in that area, when I said, mm -hmm. tell me more about this, when you sent me something else, I trusted you. Like I trusted like the way you hear God, I trusted your moral compass. I trust I because we had walked together. I mm -hmm. trust you so much that when you bring something to me, I'm like, and if immediately I'm like, no, I'm like, wait, Maggie wouldn't like I trust Maggie and I trust her character. So maybe I should listen to this or maybe I should give it a try. But then again, when I like have an issue, and I'm like, I don't know, this feels really weird. You're comfortable with me saying that to you. You yeah. don't feel like offended. No. You're com we're comfortable in the uncomfortable together. And I think that is something that's really important in getting depth in yeah. a friendship. Well, so do you think my history or recollection of the history of our friendship is how you would have? Yeah. Did I, think I miss some, anything I think in there? I think it's pretty accurate. And I think we've touched on this before, but when we first met, I became a new mother. And yeah. so I just, that season is so crazy and you become such a different person that I don't remember like the ins and outs of it, like yeah. how we got to where we are and we've been friends for like so long now yeah. I, I I kind of don't remember the origin <laughs> story it was a much. hazy time it was a hazy time but I do remember um right before we moved we were both pregnant with our daughters and mm -hmm. I remember when we got transferred out of nowhere and I was seven months pregnant and you had just had your daughter mm -hmm. I was devastated because I was like this is my friend and she yeah. just had a baby and our babies were going to grow up together and probably be friends. Oh my and as I'm sitting here talking about this, now we live in the same city and mm -hmm. our daughters are really great friends yes, and they, they don't are. go to school together. They're not even in the same grade. No. And they have a very special friendship. Yes. So look at how good God is. Yes. He's so good. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we talk about the history of our friendship, but for people who are out there who are thinking like, oh, I don't have that. Like, how 
how do I get friends like that? How do I create a community like that? Because I recognize like it's unusual, like us and our friend, Melissa, we talk about that all the time, how it's unusual to have in this stage and season of life, like really close friendships, because I think as you get older and if you have kids, you have kids that have different activities and you're kind of going Mm -hmm. all the time and it's hard, it's harder to make space for friendships. Um, so I totally recognize that. Um, but for somebody who is out there and wants that, what do you think just practically I think practically it's the opposite of what you think, because I think a lot of times when we're isolated and we're lonely, we want to sit back and I've done this before. So don't sit, don't think I'm not putting anything on you that I haven't done before. You just sit back and you're like, well, why isn't anybody coming up to me? Why isn't anybody reaching Mm -hmm. out to me? What's wrong with me? Well, I'm just going to stay at home and watch a movie because nobody invited me out tonight. Um, In order to receive friendship, I think you have to try to be a good friend first. And it's a lot like we do with our brand partnerships. Mm -hmm. We put out so many different pitches to people and we might be like for every 10 pitches we send out, we maybe get one response. Yeah. Which stinks. Like I know that hurts and I know that's really vulnerable and really putting yourself out there and rejection at any age, at any stage is super hard. hard. Mm -hmm. But if you don't send those 10 invites out, to go to coffee and you get one response, you never even, you can't even start. So the only thing I feel like I have control over is me. Mm -hmm. And so putting yourself out there and asking people to meet with you and being honest and being vulnerable, being yourself and not trying to like fit a mold and be part of a clique. Yeah. I think that's the first step for me. I don't know. I think so too. I, I think, you know, we are in an epidemic of loneliness, but mm-hmm. I think it has come from, I feel like in society, it you're not given permission to say, like, I need something. I think so many of us um, fall into the trap of acting like we have it all together and mm-hmm. we don't need anything. We don't need help. And, you know, we're going through a study right now and they gave the best visual explanation of connection and relationships and they talk about like if you're always acting like you have it all together like this there's no gaps for somebody else to come and fill in to make a connection if you're sitting there saying oh i've got it all together i don't have any problems there's nothing like i don't need anything i don't need help then nobody can come and create connection with you because you're not showing like those gaps those places where maybe you need to learn maybe Um, It's a place where you're struggling or you need help. And if we're never showing that side and admitting like, I'm lonely, I need a friend, I don't know how to do this, then there's no room for anybody to come in and create a connection with you. Mm -hmm. And I think that that sometimes is the root of why people are so disconnected from each other. And I I don't necessarily think that means to be vomiting like every problem or whatever but it's just having that humble heart to say I need a friend like I'm struggling I'm lonely like parenting is hard or um I don't know I'm struggling at work or whatever that 
is where you have a need, even if you just, I just need somebody to talk to, you know, it's as simple as that. And it's that heart posture of humility to say like, this is what I need. And I think when you're in that place, when you have that need, and maybe there's not somebody there yet to fill that connection, it means going out and being the kind of friend that you hoped. Yes. To find, I think that's it. To people, to serving somebody else, to putting yourself out there, um, and not sitting back and just waiting to receive from right. people. Like you have to go out and give away mm-hmm. what you're hoping to get, and be the kind of friend that you want to have to people, even if it doesn't always end, you know, the way that you hoped in a, right. a connection. But the more you do it. It's a numbers game, right? You're going to find your people. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say is a good practical step. But also like go get involved in some stuff, like whether it's church, your kids' school, clubs, like what do you like? What are you interested in? Is it the gym? You know, and being open to finding connection in those types of places. And know that it takes time. And I'm just going to use an example of my daughter is doing competition dance And I love her studio and I love the people there. But it wasn't until the second year that I really found community there. Like I would, you know, chat with the other moms and dads and some of the kids and everything. But um, it was the second year that I really saw because of the length of the relationship and because of the touch points, they're not as frequent as Mm -hmm. as they can be. So you need to remember that too. Like if your touch points aren't as frequent, it's going to take longer to build that trust and build that depth. And it was, um, it was just a really fun season for not only me and my daughter, but my husband came along and ended up doing like a dad's dance thing. And the boys ended up coming to her big trip in Orlando, which they didn't do last year. So it just it feels like community. And I'm excited to go to the studio. And I'm excited to go to the dance competitions. And she's always excited because she loves dancing. But see, having her parents there and being in community with her friends at dance and their families, it's just been really sweet. Um, And I hope that that keeps continue growing and going deeper. And um, it feels very special because there, I have seen other examples where there's a lot of inner fighting. (laughs) Like in any competition team, I know that your daughter does volleyball and it's like, it's competitive. And so I've heard just from a lot of stories from other studios around the area that there's a lot of, you know, parents bickering. Um, so that's another thing too, about being a friend is like when there's conflict, when people don't bond about talking about somebody else, you guys, it is the, it is a weak bond bond. over dysfunction, over dysfunction. Don't bond over putting down your husband. Don't bond putting down anybody. Like it feels really good in the moment. And I'm I'm guilty of this stuff too, guys. I'm not coming to you with anything that I haven't done, but it's just, it is a weak connection point and it's a not going to be a strong friendship. Um, I know it's really easy to do, but the, the, like you said, the giving, the serving, um, being a listening ear, like giving somebody a meal when they're sick, things like those are what creates even just being an encourager. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember, um, when I was struggling in friendships at one point, just feeling like God told me like, well, all the things you think in your head, just say them like, have you ever noticed like when you love somebody's <laughs> outfit or they did really yeah. well at something, you think it in your head and sometimes we're a little bit too proud to say it out loud. I just at 
a certain point in my life, I decided like, I'm not going to keep that in anymore because Mm -hmm. I love when people encourage me, when they give me a good word. And so I purpose to do that too. And I, even if it doesn't result in like a connection, it's just, you've blessed somebody. And I always get blessed by that too, but that just be, it's so easy to be an encourager. Mm -hmm. But I think your point also about your dance community, um, shows us that there's different types of friendship and community that we need. Mm -hmm. And it's not, you're not going to have room for a lot of super deep, intimate friendships in your life, but it's still important to have, I think the other levels that I've heard of, you have acquaintances, which is people that you know and say hi to maybe your neighbors or other school parents. Then you have friends, people that you carve out time for, and it's maybe a little bit deeper, um, And maybe less frequent. And maybe less frequent. And then you have your intimate friends. And, you know, we need all three, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good point about dance community. And we're finding it with my the sports my daughter's playing. And it's Mm -hmm. been so fun because up until now, we hadn't really had that. Mm -hmm. Because she hadn't done one sport super consistently, like a team sport. And so we're finding that community there of friends that's new and fun and has been a really big blessing to our family and really makes us all feel kind of invested in what she's working towards there and Mm -hmm. that's been really fun but I think it's important to note we're not all going to have 20 right super intimate friendships but community comes in all different kinds of ways and just encourage people to be friends with and search out conversations and friendships with people who don't look like you mm-hmm. and aren't in the same season as you. Yeah. Cause we all have something to learn from one another. Absolutely. Yeah. And if, if everything just looks the same and everybody feels the same way and everybody thinks the same way, there's never any friction there and you're not going to grow. Yeah. I think we talk about that a lot here too, is like friction and conflict actually help you grow yeah. um, and pushing into them instead of pushing away. Cause there's always yes. something to learn from somebody else. I love that. Yeah. Because what I heard that quote, um, that God brings people into our lives to show us the areas that we mm-hmm. need to grow and learn. Mm-hmm. So when you feel like somebody is maybe pushing something in you, it's not necessarily something wrong with them. It's oh, wow, this is an area that I can grow in. But that's part of maturing. And that's why we need people because we want to always be growing and learning and maturing in all areas of our lives. Yeah. And it just, it took me a while to learn that. I know. And I'm still learning. Yeah, because I look back at my younger friendships and yeah, I just... We grow, right? Yeah. I've grown a lot in that area. Well, so. and I think, do you want to switch gears and kind of talk about yeah. business now? Yes. Building community mm-hmm. in your business and mm-hmm. online. And specifically what we do is a lot with, you know, online audiences. Um, and a lot of the work that I do as a content creator is very siloed. Yes. <laughs> and we've talked about when Maggie came on and started helping me, it just gave me a little boost of life because I was so used to doing everything and you can get in your own head. This is part yes. of it too. This yes. is why we're not called to be isolated because if you don't have any outside people, like speaking life into you or being like, Oh, well, maybe that's not the best idea. Or just honestly, just like 
even encouraging you. Yeah. Like I knew I could text you in the beginning and be like, oh my gosh, this just, this just didn't work and I don't have enough time to finish this. And you just be like, it's going to be okay. Just a little, it's going to be okay. And having an encourager and having somebody in your corner, I think is necessary to be successful in the social media world. What do you think about that? I think you're absolutely right. And I, I think though, too, part of being involved in the social media world is about creating a community, like just with your platform Mm -hmm. too. And I think, um, that's really how they say you get those thousand engaged followers who feel a connection with you, who, you know, want to be a part of what you're doing and you're going to, you're going to be successful, but it's like, how do you get those, get to that point to build that community? Yeah. And, you know, I was trying to think about that last night and I don't necessarily think it's always about being like the super vulnerable, like put everything out there on your platform type of person. It's sharing your story. Like, why are you, why do you do what you do? How did you get here? Um, teaching people, if you're a resource, if they're coming to learn something from you, um, those are just two ways that I thought of that you can kind of start to build a community of online yeah. friends. Yeah. And, you know, the interesting thing that we're talking about this YouTube has recently just announced they their YouTube partner program. <laughs> Um, they've kind of pulled back some of their thresholds and they're giving people early access to that. So how that works is currently you have to have a thousand subscribers. You have to have uh, 4,000 watch hours in a year or 10. I have it written down somewhere. No, I don't. It's in my head. I have, you have to have 10 million shorts views in 90 days to get into their partner program. Um, and there's all these benefits that you can have. And one of them is ad rev, which is where I earn the most money. Mm-hmm. But ad rev is down because we are, if you didn't know, we're in a recession and people like companies aren't spending as much on ad revenue. So YouTube has made this change recently where they're giving smaller creators access to the community tools where yes. you're you're focused on community, but you can actually earn from community as well. So they've lowered that threshold to 500 subscribers, 3000 watch hours in one year or 3 million shorts in 90 days. And you just have to have three public uploads. And if you do that, you're going to get access to their super thanks, super chat and super stickers, which is just on your videos. Or if you go live in YouTube, people can, they're basically tipping you. They can choose an amount and it goes to you and like it highlights their name. So you see who they are. So it's them kind of trying to get your attention. But also, um, when I first started out, I would tell people like, Hey, if you use super, super stickers or super chat, I will like respond to your comment. And also it helps me keep bringing you these free videos. It helps me keep funding my projects. It helps me like keep coming to you. If you enjoy this channel, like all this support from you is making my channel run and it gives those people a buy-in. They like feel like they're part of it. Mm -hmm. They feel like they're part of the brand. They feel like when they see your videos going up and your success going up, they're like, Hey, like I was a part of that. I was helping her. And it's just them like honoring you for if you helped me fix something that I was trying to learn. I'm like, I want to tip you. Like I had people Venmo me before just because I DM'd them on Instagram I just like helped them with a question because I had time and they were like, thank you so much. And they found me on Venmo and they sent me like $20. Wow. So I think, I think it's cringy. People feel cringy sometimes to ask for that, but there's some people that 
if they got something from you, they just Mm want to honor you and give you a tip. So this gives them an area to do that in. And you also, if you hit that threshold, you'll have access to channel memberships. And memberships is a great way to for people to just have a buy in. Like personally, I am a member of a YouTube channel called The Basement, which I love. And he is a new podcaster. He totally switched careers and now is just full time podcasting. And um, it's just kind of starting out. So he has like memberships and he has access to, you know, behind the scenes videos and stuff like that exclusive content. But I honestly am just doing it because I believe in his podcast. I believe in his voice and I think he's really important. And so I, we give on a monthly basis as members. So if someone is just like behind your vision and love what you're doing, they want to support and come alongside you. Um, and then you also have access to create merch and sell merch. So I'm actually excited about this because looking at these goals for the Cypress room, I know like these are all things that I would love to do on the Cypress room. So we don't have them yet. (laughs) I don't think as of today, but when we have them, like if you guys feel like you're part of this and you want to hear more and you want to have like voices elevated, because we want to have guests on here that, you know, are encouraging and inspiring you and you see value in this, please you know, do all these things. I mean, I want to, I want to have merch one day. We have beautiful logos, I think, and color design. We had an amazing graphic designer that we worked with and um, she's just made some really beautiful stuff. So I hope that we can have it on merch one day and that you guys will want that. I want merch. Yeah. Yeah. I love the colors and yeah, I want to represent Cypress Room. We're kind of doing this in real time. Like we're trying to see how we can best serve you and build like Mm -hmm. a community here. And this community I know is going to be a lot smaller than my reach on other areas with my pretty distressed and what I do. That's just, this is just more intentional. It's meant to be smaller. It's meant to be community. Right. Well, and part of that community is two ways. So, you know, we want, yeah to answer questions, to know what you think, to see yeah. you in the comments. Um, like, as you can see, we had a comment that basically yeah. from one of our viewers that basically inspired this whole podcast. So you guys are shaping this content. Like you're yes. a part of it. We want our community oh, to, to show shape up. Content. We have to hear from you. We have yes. to know you're there. Don't just watch and not ever say anything. We want to know who you are. Yes. Subscribe, leave comments, send us an email. Yeah. Um, we want to hear from you for sure. Um, Wow, we got through a lot of stuff. We did. I have one more story though. Just oh, okay. speaking of community as being a content creator, um, because I've been full time since 2019, and I do I have learned the importance of uh, being in community with people that are doing the same thing I'm doing. Specifically, oh, specifically sure. in my furniture flipping niche, I have yes. a lot of people that I've been connected to, um, and currently. You know, I just got this word at the beginning of the year, like I always pray over the year and the word that God gave me was community. And I'm like, okay, well, what do I do with this? And we were at church and it was like during worship and I felt like he just dropped this thing in my head. He was like, you need to reach out to this person and say like, I would love to meet with you once a month and like get other people that just like want to pray over our industry. Um, and it just like dropped in my head. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. So I messaged that person when I got home and it was funny because they were like, oh, like we're, we're already doing that. There's two other ladies that I meet with that I already knew <laughs> that I had a relationship with. And we do this once a month. And I was just kind of like, can I, can I join? And they said, yes. They were like, we would love to have you. And so we just carve out that space to meet and check in on each other and see what's doing. 
see what's going on and pray for each other and pray for our industry. And it's been super sweet. So even like me, who is like, Oh, like, again, guys, I don't know everything. I'm still walking this out. I'm still figuring this out. And it has been super life giving to me. And it was something that if I looked at it, I'm like, man, I don't have time to do this. But it's been such a blessing to me. I'm glad that I'm carving out time to do it. And it's, you know, it's only one day a week, but we also check in each other on text message and stuff. And that feels like my first um, I've had other friendships like come and go and that's okay too. There's seasons for friendships, but this right. has been my first one where I feel like, okay, we all really care about each other as people mm-hmm. and we care about each other's business um, and we can speak into the business stuff. But a lot of what ends up happening is us just encouraging each other in everyday life. Yeah. And so it's been really sweet and special. So I love that. Yeah. So if you haven't found your people your community and business either, like just hang in there. I guess that's the moral of the story here is just hang just in there. Just because you get burned one time or you get reached out to and you get rejected. Yeah. Keep like, pushing keep forward. Going, don't give up. And you know, if you do, if you have had a fallout in a friendship, um, I'm sorry about that. And those are really hard. Um, but don't let it define you and don't let it define your friendships because friendship right. is such a beautiful thing that is going to bless you in every area of your life. And we're a prime example of how it's blessed our business and our finances yeah, and our entrepreneur spirit. So, and I just want to say you're it's worth one of those knowing. Superpowers, Maggie. Well, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I think every person out there too is worth knowing and has, yeah. I mean, you have unique value and worth that is going to bless somebody else. And so don't keep it to yourself. Like put yourself out there, create the space for it. We're all so guilty of just falling into busyness. And I think creating community requires intentionality, even if it's something small, like you said, once a month with your Mm -hmm. um, community of furniture flippers and, and that's great that you're just intentional. It's not a ton. It's not every single week, but you just say, no, I'm going to commit the time. And I think you'll reap so much from making the time for friendships and for community and being just intentional about seeking that out and putting yourself out there. And speaking of putting yourself out there, if you are not subscribed on YouTube, go over, subscribe on YouTube. Yes, so you're going to continue to be part of this conversation. And I'm going to challenge you. That if you have not commented on a video yet, maybe this is your first one. Maybe this is you've watched all of our videos that we've put out and you haven't said hi yet. We are serious. We want to know you. We want to know your name. We want to be able to pray for you. Yes. We want to be able to to just mm-hmm. know what you're looking for in your story. So just say hi. If it's just like, hi, my name is so-and-so. I'm happy to be here. We'd love to see you in the comments and we will respond to you. We're going to respond to every single comment on this video if you show up and say hi. So I'm looking forward to meeting you. And I guess we just thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for being here. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, try out YouTube. If you want to see our faces, that's always fun. Watch once. But if you are an audio listener, go ahead and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify because we love to see that too. Yeah, and we would appreciate the feedback as always. So we will see you guys next time in the Cypress Room. Yeah, see you next time.